when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined on the podcast once again by Vivek. And uh, we're here to break down another win over a potential first-round opponent, the Raptors, defeating the Nets by a score of 115-105 to 105 today. Uh, you know, you and I kind of remarked throughout this game, the Nets didn't really play as hard as we thought they would for a team that's kind of desperate. Yeah, I mean, it was strange because you look, at, you look at this game and you look at what's at stake for the Raptors, not much. What's at stake for the Nets, a whole lot. So you expect them to come out with the intensity right out of the gate. And they didn't have that. They were turning over the ball, really careless with it, taking some bad shots. Um, and honestly, if it weren't for the Raptors missing some really good looks... Uh, at the start, it could have been a total blowout. Uh, even though, it, you know, the Raptors had a double-digit lead at the end of the first, it could have been much worse. Um, and so, yeah, definitely a disappointing uh, compete level from the Nets. You know, you, you think about the Raptors, you know, Pascal Siakam was talking after the game about, you know, using this as a game where you're going up against someone that, that has a lot of stake. And so this is a good chance to get that compete level and get that competition and gear up for the playoffs. But you never really got that from the Nets till sort of late in the fourth when D'Angelo Russell got going. Yeah, I mean, th- that was just one of the subtexts of the game was really just, you know, the battle most improved player between Pascal Siakam and D'Angelo Russell. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. Um, I think Pascal probably had the upper hand tonight, but uh, let's go into just sort of the nuts and bolts of this game. So the Nets play a lot of zone defense, right? And yeah. this is a central principle of the Nets' defense. Uh, part of why they play it is because, to be honest, they just don't have a lot of good defensive players, right? Like... Uh, Jared Allen is a good-ish rim protector. I mean, he's had a lot of great blocks against a lot of great players this season. You know, Giannis, LeBron, Blake Griffin, whatever. Um, but they don't. he doesn't really rebound that well, and the rest of the Nets are pretty small. And so it's pretty normal for a small ball team like that to go zone. Uh, I thought it was interesting in the way the Raptors attack that zone because, you know, I think typically you in a playoff setting where you have to actually win, I think Nick Nurse would go to an option like Marcus All in the post because – you put Marcus on the middle of the floor, especially after a screen or whatever, and then you dump the ball to him in the middle of the floor. The defense is going to be scrambled in that situation. The defense is um, most likely going to double because he's going to have a mismatch, and then you can just let you know Marcus all play make. But given that this is not an actual must win for the Raptors, it literally is inconsequential, as you said. They're locked into the two seed. Um, they didn't really go to that. Instead, they actually had Serge Ibaka closing the game. Yeah, I, I, I think... Um... With the zone, you know, it's almost like Nick Nurse is sort of finding a way to challenge this team and saying, hey, you know what, Gasol at the elbow in the post is probably the easy way out and we can get through this no problem, but let's test ourselves a little bit and let's see what we can do outside of that. Let's give ourselves as many options as we can uh, to attack the zone outside of Gasol. And so I thought, you know, there there were plays where, you know, they even shifted Siakam. They had had him in that elbow area making some passes and um, I thought that was really effective. And then, you know, 
Kyle Lowry is going to do his usual thing and you know the way he's able to penetrate the way uh, he seems to be getting a bit more of a step uh getting to the rim now again you know everyone's sort of uh gearing up for the playoffs and so I think um it was good to see the Raptors show that other side outside of what they can do with Gasol just sort of you know picking apart the defense and so I think as we go along you know nurse might have more looks where he'll say you know i know we have this in our back pocket but what else can we do outside of that right and i think one of the novel things that the raptors did tonight was get on the offensive glass right like they yeah. had 17 offensive rebounds i checked the season high is 18 against detroit early in the year but um raptors had 18 offensive or 17 offensive rebounds they had 18 second chance points and a lot of that was Pascal Siakam, who had eight second chance points just on his own just off putbacks you know being active around the basket he had five offensive rebounds but every single member of the Raptors starting five got an offensive rebound and even Serge Ibaka off the bench got four offensive rebounds that seems to be where if you were just going to look at this in terms of just how do the Raptors match up with the Nets this is where I feel like the Raptors have such a big advantage because they're just bigger across the board right like I looked at the starting lineup today right you got Russell versus Kyle Lowry okay that one Russell's actually taller but Kyle Lowry plays like a bigger player Russell's plays very soft defensively yeah joe harris versus danny green danny green's bigger in that sense damari carroll versus Kawhi leonard that one is just funny to be honest <laughs> uh, pascal siaka versus radians kuruks who sounds like he's on the periodic table but uh he's definitely not as physical as Siakam. and then even allen versus gasol i mean gasol probably has like 50 pounds on him yeah. right and then even guys off the bench like the nets they didn't even really play ed davis much off the bench as the center um you know, they actually went to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson for just as many minutes as a small ball five. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is 6'8". Yeah. And he's going up against Serge Ibaka, right? And so I think the Raptors can really muscle this team in addition to the fact that I think, yeah, if they just honestly played, uh, you know, Gasol in the middle, I think they could pick them apart. So I, I, to be honest, my big takeaway from this game is just I'm very comfortable facing the Nets. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think, you know, with the rebounding, it it also, again, goes back to the intensity that the Nets played with. They just didn't seem to have that gear in them to compete uh, in at a level that, you, you know, you would expect to see in a game that this team really, really needs. And then on top of that, the other thing that stood out to me was, you know, Kenny Atkinson was just desperate to find some kind of matchup that could work, right? And you look at Kawhi Leonard, there were times where he was matched up against Rodion Kuroks. There were times where he was matched up against Damari Carroll, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, got a switch on to Jared Allen, Mm -hmm. and none of it mattered. Yep. And none of it mattered. And so, again, we go again to... um, Maybe the Nets trying to cause some problems, but let's face it, Kawhi Leonard is going to be the best player in that series, and if you have absolutely no answer for him, you're not going to stand a chance. I mean, quite honestly, I think the Raptors might have the best four or five players in the series, (laughs) and it's nothing to disparage the Nets. You know, the Nets are playing well. You know, D'Angelo Russell's having a nice year, Um, but I mean, you look at it tonight, right? Kawhi was great, and this is kind of a... Not an off night for Kawhi, but just, like, not as efficient as he usually is. Like, I thought he was short-ironing a lot of, you know, three-point shots or whatever. But, you know, he got whatever he wanted inside. Like, literally, right? Um, Pascal, same deal. Gasol, I thought, actually did play a pretty good game. uh, Despite the fact that, you know, he didn't actually close the game. It was Serge Ibaka who closed the game. Serge had a great game. 23 points, 12 rebounds off the bench, you know. Kyle, obviously, is capable of having great games. So, I I mean, on the other side, like, the Nets, like, eh, these guys can get kind of hot. But I thought the Raptors... You know, to Nick Nurse's credit, he got this team to execute really well today, right? The Raptors yeah. only had, as a team, seven turnovers, 
Yeah. Right? Remember, like, two weeks ago, guys like Kawhi Leonard or Pascal Siakam were having seven turnovers on their own. Right? They've really made a point over the last couple of weeks to cut down on turnovers. They only had seven tonight. And also, defensively, that game plan, I mean, they did a really good job against a team the Nets who liked to hoist up 43s a night. The Raptors held them to 10 of 32 from deep over the course of the game. And quite honestly, at least three of those looks were from D'Angelo Russell just throwing up prayers in the fourth quarter, and he hit them. So congratulations to him. But to, the Raptors had the Nets just completely blanketed from outside. A lot of possessions where they really rotated. And again, it just speaks to matchups. Like the Raptors are a pretty good team at defending on the perimeter. And the Nets, all they do is take shots from the perimeter. So they did a good job on Harris. They did a good job on Russell. They did a good job on Spencer Dinwiddie. And like aside from that, like are they even going to generate offense, right? So I feel really good about the Raptors in this series. Yeah, and... Again, we talk about uh, execution, and you look at the Raptors, who have a bunch of guys that are playoff tested. The Nets don't really have that. You know, they've got you know you, you, maybe Damari Carroll, Jared Dudley, who's not going to play <laughs> minutes. Damari uh, Carroll, the it's, it's the wrong uh, kind of playoff tested. <laughs> exactly right. So tested um, and failed. And you know, someone someone I think that sort of perfectly embodies that is you look at Joe Harris's numbers over the four game series that they had. Sure, he had that one game where he went off. Um, and was seven for eight from three in Toronto. Um, and the Nets, that's probably the only hope they have, right? That one night where they catch fire and they're just, you, you, there's nothing that you can really do it, about it except tip your hat. But the other three games, Joe Harris against the Raptors has combined for three three-pointers. And so, you know, you might want to look at and say, oh, Joe Harris leads the league in three-point percentage. Danny Green's right there in second. But guess what? On the other end of the floor, that's where you really see the difference as well, right? And I think the things that the Raptors are able to do to take away uh, what the Nets might look to get from their role players, that that's where the series will kind of shift. Um, and, you know, again, the, there's just too many matchup problems for the Nets to really be competitive in the seven-game series against this Raptors team. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've talked around this point a little bit, but let's uh, let's break it down more in depth, all right? So the battle of most improved player. The yeah. two leading candidates, I would actually say there's a lot of other candidates out there. Yeah. A lot of players have taken notable uh, gains in their um, – you know, in the season, but uh, it really is boiled down to D'Angelo Russell versus Pascal Siakam. I would say Pascal Siakam is in the lead, but of course, you know, we're based in Toronto. Obviously, we watch a lot more Toronto than, than Brooklyn, so, you know, we're going to be a little bit more biased towards Pascal, but even if you just look at it, you know, first off, most improved is about improvement, not about which is the better player, yeah. but honestly, I would argue that Pascal is just as good of a player as D'Angelo Russell, if not better, right? Because you look at it today, Pascal, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 11 to 21 from the field, 3 of 7 from deep, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, and plus 21 in a game where the Raptors won by 10. So he really did have a huge impact, especially when he was on the floor, um, versus D'Angelo Russell, who had 27 points, which is very impressive, but shot 11 to 25 from the field, 5 of 10 from deep, didn't get to the free throw line once, despite taking 25 shots. That's uh, that's strange. Yeah. But uh, he did have 7 rebounds, 6 assists, you know, and was a minus 6 in 33 minutes. If I compare the two of them tonight, I mean, Pascal definitely outplayed D'Angelo Russell, right? Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I talked about this on the last podcast where you see Pascal's IQ and his recognition and his ability to attack situations where maybe he starts out slow. And then you look at this game, he started over 5, and the Nets were letting him shoot the 3 all he wanted. And at the start, he took three threes, and he missed all of them. One of them was an air ball, an air yeah. ball from the corner. Um but after that, he said, 
no, I'm not going to fall for this. He's he sort of used uh, the space in front of him as a runway yep. uh, to build ahead of steam, and he did that really effectively. Got got to the line a bit, got got to uh, the rim and finished well. Um, and again, you mentioned the offensive glass. That's another way where you know again Siakam knows that he's got that energy, that motor to him that no one else can match. So when he's able to get on the offensive glass, get some easy buckets that way as well. Um, there's just so many different ways in which he can look to get himself going uh, that have helped round out his game. And, and again, you know, when you look at improvement, you look at the different ways that he can attack, you look at Russell, you know, outside of getting that sort of sliver of space on the pick and roll to jack up a three, that and that mid-range game, that pull-up where teams are sort of contesting, uh, are, are conceding it to him when they drop the big, uh, there isn't really too much going for him. Like you said, you, you mentioned the lack of free-throw attempts. He doesn't really look to attack that much, right? And we saw the decision-making early on as well. You talk about setting the tone, setting the intensity early on, those turnovers. You know, he was really care- careless with the ball. Yeah, for sure. And look, these are things where... Um you know, even going beyond sort of comparing, you know, the two players, because realistically they play very different roles, right? So it's hard to compare. And they play very differently in terms of their positioning, in terms of their size. Everything about yep. them is very, very different. Um, but in terms of just improvement, right? Like, again, Pascal is a completely different player than in previous seasons, right? Like, the fact that he can hit those threes. There's that one play where um, the entire Nets bench stood up and tried to, like, yell at him. <laughs> and, like, guys like Shabazz Napier who don't even play – you know, getting off the bench and trying to, you know, disrupt Pascal. Of course, he switches it. He also had a clutch three in the fourth quarter where Kyle uh, did a nice uh, drive along with, um, you know, some a screen by Serge Ibaka and then kicked it out into a corner and Pascal hit that as well. Yeah, uh, That was during a, or a tight moment. But, you know, pa- Pascal has improved. The three-point shooting has improved. Obviously, the post move has improved. I mean, the spinning, everything. like it, Everything with his post scoring is completely different. Yeah, And he's still doing all the hustle things. Um, and he's still defending multiple positions, and it's just, you know, he's a different player. Which is, whereas if you look at Russell, Russell has gotten better for sure, but I would really say that he has the same flaws as he previously had, yeah. right? Um, but that his highs are now higher, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, and I think tonight was a good example of that. Right? He's a very streaky player. Yeah. Right? This is a guy who just disappears for very long stretches. Mm-hmm. And early on this game, I mean, he was one for seven to start. The Raptors did a really good job of sitting on his left hand. He's a lefty. So they took away the, the jumper, made him go to uh, go to the right hand, go to that little floater and stuff. And he's kind of inconsistent with that. But you could tell, right, the Raptors had a concerted game plan. We'll let you drive. We'll, we won't want you to shoot. We'll let you drive. Every time he drove, he wasn't getting into contact. He wasn't really getting to the free throw line. He wasn't really getting to the rim. And so... This is a player that you can scheme against, and again, he's very streaky, and he's also very, you know, defensively, he's not very solid either, right? So he has kind of the same flaws as before. He's gotten better, but I think fundamentally he's kind of the same, and we kind of saw it again tonight. So, I mean, in terms of most improved, I still got to give it to Pascal. Yeah, and I think the other thing for me is when you look at D'Angelo Russell, drafted second overall, he's had the opportunity season after season to grow, Yeah. right? Um it's just it just so happens that he seems to have figured it out uh, more than any other season this season. Uh, Pascal, he has had to fight for everything, right? You look, you look at okay, sure, right at the beginning he was handed a starting role because of the injury to Jared Solinger in his rookie season. He was a token but, starter. He was like Louis exactly, Scola, right? And then he ended up in the G League. Yeah. So he's had to work his way back from that point to being on the bench mob last year 
to, you know, arguably at the start of this season, he was competing for that power forward role with OG Ananobi, and then he made it his own. And he's continued to earn everything for himself. With D'Angelo Russell, he's consistently had the opportunity. It's just a question of sort of putting it together for longer stretches, yeah. which is what we're seeing now. Um, so I don't know how much you credit a guy that was expected to be here uh, finally figuring it out. Right. right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and again, it, you know, one game doesn't decide the award by any means. And the award <laughs> isn't about who's the better player, but the better player tonight was Pascal Siakam. So, yep. you know, Give people, the people are watching, you know, make, make sure you're watching this game because, uh, yeah, it's pretty clear. Anyway, in terms, let's move on to the three stars. So, um, I'm going to go with Pascal as my first star. Obviously, the, the fact that he has a plus 21 really does reflect the him, impact he had on the game. Yep. His hustle on those putbacks, very important. Um, you know, But the fact that he also had 28 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, 11 to 21 shooting efficiency. That's also one thing where Pascal's very efficient. Yeah. Right? He's like above 60% true shooting all season. Uh, for a point, he was leading the league in two-point percentage as a forward who gets a lot of his own offense, which is really hard to do. Whereas Russell has literally never even cracked league average in uh, shooting efficiency. But right. in any case, I, I got Pascal as my number one star. Uh, who do you got for second star? I was debating Kawhi and Ibaka. Mm. Um, I'm going to go Ibaka. Yeah, the chef. <laughs> the oh, chef. man, he was cooking. He was cooking from three. He's cooking up some threes <laughs> randomly. The pull-up? <laughs> <Yo. laughs> yeah, we were watching this game together in the office uh, late at night in the Yahoo office. And when he took that three, I, I, I might have just you know yelled out WTF. But uh, he switched it. He switched it. Yep. And then the bench had the reaction. And Surge was cooking. Yep. Um, so, yeah, 5 of 5 from 3. Uh, and I think this is, a re- this is probably one of the most encouraging signs uh, post the deadline where now, since the suspension, mm-hmm. uh, he scored in d- double digits in every game coming off the bench. Nice. Um, that's, that's some of the consistency that you were looking for, that you were hoping for, you know, once the Raptors sort of made a commitment at the center spot to Marco Sol. And now, you know, th- again, there's that expectation of 48 gr- great minutes at center. Um, there's that comfort that he's establishing with Van Vliet. You expect Kyle Lowry to be on the floor more and have that pick and roll going as well. So, um, Obviously, you don't expect him to hit from the outside. No, nope. <laughs> no, because <laughs> like he was this, shooting like twenty seven percent from deep all year. Exactly. So, but again, he he also had a couple of those mid range twos where you know coming yep. coming off that uh, uh, screen where he's gonna pick and pop. That's that's another effective uh, play for the Raptors. So, if he can continue to show the game that he's shown for much of this season going into the playoffs, uh, again, the Raptors have very few holes to poke at. Yeah, for sure. And the bench is supposed to be one of them. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if Ibaka plays like this, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, 8 of 15 shooting, 5 of 5 from 3. It was funny because I In 24 actually, minutes. In 24 minutes. And he got to close. I think he played the entire fourth quarter. I didn't see yeah. Gasol in there. Um, you know, Nick Nurse has kind of experimented a little bit with Ibaka and Gasol. He he tried it for three minutes tonight. You know, you know Gasol actually set Ibaka up with his first three. Yeah. Kind of a sim- simple, just you know, point to wing pass, you know, swing gets a three. But um, yeah, I mean, look, if Ibaka hit threes, it changes so much for the team. Yeah, <laughs> because it, literally everyone else in the Raptors right now, at least in the rotation, is hitting pretty decently from deep. So um, if Ibaka can also join that trend, I mean, the Raptors don't necessarily need more help from three, but I mean, 
tonight even they, they shot 39.5 percent from deep and Ibaka and had a third of the triples one quick thing on trends one thing i've noticed that's been happening with Ibaka just a little bit more is so for much of the season we've seen when he's rolling to the basket when he's been getting the ball he's been able to pick out that pass to the weak side corner for the three but now he's even finding the guy um you know on the extended elbow off right. off the pick and pop which is another uh, development in his game and i think that uh, that's probably the most underrated aspect of his development this season those passes that he wasn't making last season that people were probably getting a little too uh, too frustrated with you know because he was constantly taking the shot um but now he's finding those open men and you know again we talk about the ball movement being contagious. That's another aspect where Baca's probably looking at Gasol and saying, hey, man, yeah. anything you can do? <laughs> Yo, why are you starting over me? Well, you can hit threes and pass? Okay, I'm going to do the same. <laughs> you know? so Nothing like internal competition. Yo, for real. And uh, Ibaka's really, really stepped up of late. That's, that's been, it's been great to see. And then for the third star, I'm going to go with Kawhi. 26 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, you know, regular game for Kawhi a little bit inefficient because he didn't hit the three but still shot 11 25 from the field I could not believe our man only shot four free throws in a game where it was very physical down low the Nets obviously they were undersized so they had to be extra physical but like they were just letting the Nets do whatever yeah to to Kawhi and for most of the game he had Rodion Kuruks on him and uh it I mean you could tell Kawhi was getting pretty annoyed at one point Kuruks kind of like Gave him a little bump in transition. Kawhi yeah, just gave shot, him the yeah. screw face and then pushed him. Yeah. Right? Which you don't usually see from Kawhi. He's kind of unflappable. But Kawhi got his revenge later on by uh, faking Kuruks out with that Rondo fake, the ball fake to the left, and then spitting back over the shoulder for the little hook shot. And uh, I, I just like the way Kawhi, you know, in these tough games where he's not getting calls uh, and the game's really physical – this guy still gets after it. He's unfazed by contact. And, you know, yeah. we've seen other stars in Toronto in the past, you know, during these <laughs> tough games, you know, I won't say any names, to, you know, might have been involved in this trade with Kawhi. But, um, <laughs> who, you know, in these tougher games when the calls weren't coming, they would just get really frustrated and they weren't able to play through it. Right. And Kawhi all season has been able to consistently score. I mean, the fact that he would change his game completely today and just, like, decided to take it super hard to the basket – uh, was really encouraging and um you know even the rebounding and stuff there's a couple of defensive rebounds where you know it felt like the raptors might whiff on them or whatever this you know the nets obviously playing super hard at the end to try to make a comeback and Kawhi snagging a couple of important defensive rebounds so i mean i don't know this is kind of an average game from Kawhi, but yeah even average is impressive yeah i i think one thing to maybe lean into the comparison you were making to the dude that got traded what loyalty <laughs> what um no this is, so you know i think part of that frustration that built into DeRozan when he wasn't getting those calls is because of how important it was for him to get those calls to get his game going exactly with Kawhi, it's like okay you're gonna take that away here i still got this here i still got this mm. here i still got that right he can score every which way you, we've seen it over the course of the season where pretty much Based on the opponent, he brings exactly what he needs to. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, and now, as the playoffs come, you know you, you expect him to find that next gear as well. Um, and if it's the Nets, again. Oh, man. <laughs> if it's the Nets and they're putting Damari Carroll and Rodion Kuruks on Kawhi Leonard, all series with Jared Jellybody Dudley coming off the bench, I mean, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. Like the only reason he wouldn't average forty in that series is yeah, if, he, if he's if he's only playing like twenty five minutes because it's a blowout every yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, Raptors PR just tweeted out Thursday, April fourth. No practice. <laughs> no, this team just never practices. It's like, oh yeah, playoffs coming up. Who cares? Who cares? The games are practice. Eighty two practices. As as Kawhi said. Yeah, we'll never oh, get man. to talk to these guys ever. No, nope. it's less work for us though. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and then in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award. I mean, you know, I, I might have uh, disparaged him early in the podcast, but I thought Kuruks actually had some nice moments. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, not a lot of good Nets performances tonight. I think their lack of talent was kind of apparent in this game, especially when the Raptors kind of turned it on. Yeah. Um, just defensively in terms of the, with their intensity, the Nets just really struggled to get offense. But, um, yeah, Kuruks, you know, 19 minutes. He had 11 points, six, uh, five of seven from the field. Four rebounds, two assists. I mean, the fact that he got under Kawhi's skin is is not easy. That's the thing. I'll respect that. He he wasn't intimidated at all, right? Like, he no. went ahead with the matchup. He, he he played his game. You know, he took a couple pull-up threes. Um, and, again, he, did, he didn't back down anytime he was up against Kawhi. Uh, one thing I will say that's disappointing is one, one guy you maybe would have expected to see compete for the Gerald Henderson and, you know, who had such a great start to the season. Karis LeVert looks nothing like the player he was in the first half of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it's disappointing. He looks like Norman yeah, Powell out there. Yeah. And, like, bad Norm. Yeah. Which is, you know, this is injury. This is not. Exactly. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. So, yeah. So that's tough to see. Um, I thought you were going to say yeah. Damari Carroll, by the way. <laughs> I thought you were winding up to say Damari Carroll. Man, going from Damari Carroll to Kawhi Leonard. That's the come up. That's that's for real, the come up, actually. Because actually, you know what, though? It was funny because at one point, Damari Carroll was that come up. Remember that? Yeah. Because well, if you look back in the uh, in the archives, which please don't do it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2015 when the Raptors signed DeMar Carroll for 60 million away from, I think the Pistons were going hard after him. Um, I was like, man, the Raptors finally got the three D guy. He's gonna LeBron stopper. Okay, I didn't, I didn't go that far. I I, ju- I didn't go that far. Okay, because DeMar had also just gotten swept by LeBron. But I mean, it was an upgrade at the time, man. The Raptors yeah. were playing Terrence Ross and um, and James. John- well, James Ross wasn't even playing for whatever reason, despite painting his head red. Probably that's why, actually. And then, and then, and then LeBron was <laughs> sipping beer on the sidelines, and <laughs> oh. it was all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Demar got replaced really quickly. We actually went from Demar to PJ Tucker briefly. Yep. That was a nice upgrade. Yep. And then you know, OG and Obi the year after, and then Kawhi Leonard, and then the PJ meme. Which one? The, the stick PJ with the please stop. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Uh. I, you know, I, I worked really hard in therapy to forget that series <laughs> and those memes, those LeBron sweet memes. My, my but, bad, uh, Will. My bad. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, all right. I think that mostly does it for the podcast. You can catch a lot of post-game coverage on Yahoo Sports Canada. Yes, you can. There's the 10 things, which most people here already know about. But, Vivek, uh, what did you write about after tonight's game? So, I just looked at, you know, again – disparity in the compete level of these two teams which you you would have expected to almost be the other way around going in um a bit a bit of you know the mip battle between pascal and d'angelo and besides that again you know the raptors just what they've looked like since the gasol trade you know the offense humming again you know another game where they shoot 40 percent from three 29 uh, 29 assists uh and this has just become an expectation now every game Yep, and that, that that's when you know you have 
a truly elite team that can play playoff style basketball. I mean, you talk about 29 assists, but just seven turnovers. Yep. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. So definitely read that on Yahoo Sports Canada. And also, another reminder to please subscribe to the Raptors of Everything podcast. Listen, if we get enough subscriptions... I will stop reminding you after at the end of every podcast. But in the meantime, <laughs> especially if you're in the iTunes store, hit five stars. If you want to, write a review as well. I do read them. They're very heartwarming. All of them are positive so far. Keep it that way. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening. And so for myself and Vivek, we'll be back after the next game. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.